Welcome to the special edition of the Alleged Wrestling Podcast with 2-Bit Sports. We are a man down today as our, our brother in arms, Steve. God rest his soul. I don't think he survived Easter very well and his Stop. Christmas party. So, uh, RIP, I guess. Uh, we are here with uh, Nikki, Mark, and the other Steve. How are the lads? Ah, grand. Ah, I complain. Alive, unlike Steve. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Busy weekend. Busy weekend. Many cans. Loads of graps. No cans. They're the cans they were. Well, many pints. Many pints. Much libation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and loads of graps. So weekend in OTT, we had a double header. We had Martinez Gaff Party 3, followed by the first ever all-women's wrestling show on the island of Ireland with OTT Defiant. Lads, thoughts of the weekend? Good, bad, and different. It was great. I love the weekend. Class. Two fantastic shows. Yeah, I could completely agree with that. We'll start off with the OTT Martinez Gaff Party 3 Sayonara Session Moth. Uh, Tivoli was rocking again. It's great to be back there after, what, five and a half months away? It was a long, wasn't it? Yeah, it was November show, wasn't it? Or was it October, November? November, yeah. It was a while ago, anyway. It felt great to be back, not mm. going to lie. I really, really miss it. Um, can we save the Tivoli somehow? <laughs> God, I hope so. I heard a, ra- a rumor, don't know how true it is, that it's gone next month. But what? That- Oh. That's a rumor. We'll see how it goes. Let's hope it's not true because I would miss the Tivoli a lot, and that would mean that we've done we're done in the Tivoli if that is the case because there's no OTT show in the next month. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think things can turn around that quickly. No, me either. That's why I'm like I'm, I'm I'm taking that rumor with a pinch of salt. Yeah, we need to destroy that place too on our last show. Oh, it'd be so good. Wreck the gaff. Oh, imagine mm-hmm. if, they, if they let OTT be the last show and just. Anything you want, bar like the bar shit. You know, anything you want. Quite literally, we'll call the show OTT Wreck the Gaff. <laughs> uh, it'd be great. Straight away, that's what you'd have to do. Yep. But anyway, we kicked off Gaff Party 3 in uh, flying, fi- uh, flying style, even, I suppose, more so, with the NLW tournament qualifier match between Chris Ridgway and El Fantasmo. Now, Nick, we saw El Fantasmo at the Contender Show a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did entertain greatly. What did you think of him when you saw him a few weeks ago? He was a very entertaining indeed. No, he was great. Um, it's it's a unique gimmick in that you think you hear El Fantasmo, you assume masked lucha, but nope. <laughs> yeah, he's got a very weird and specific look, and it's it really works for him. It is like I I used to do a podcast he did. Uh, I can't remember who it was with now this one but i listened to the podcast he had. he's got a really interesting story as well actually um moved over from canada basically after trying in america a few times just not not working say trying in america he's same sort of situation as uh as what you call him canadian speedball speedball in that yeah awkward Word. getting into canada to, or into the states kind of situation um so yeah that's that's why he's over here now basically is because he's having trouble getting into the states and but he's kicking ass over here pretty yeah very very true i i think he's going to be quite a regular on these islands anyway mm-hmm. chris ridgeway gotta admit i never heard of him before um uh, but he's very very good kind of traditional style mm. um reminds me of thatcher that we saw a few weeks ago as well timothy thatcher or terry thatcher 
<laughs> the one that's not a contender. <laughs> Tim, Timothy Thatcher. Don't begin with T. A lot of to T's be, in the initials. <laughs> to, to, be, to be fair, like uh, there's only so many Thatchers you can remember. <laughs> ben Thatcher. So this match, we, we we were told about this match in a few weeks in advance that uh, the winner would go on to the NLW tournament at Contenders 8. Uh what do we think of the match? I thought it was quite good as an opener. Oh, it was great, great opening match. Loved it. Uh, it was. It's what it's what you need to get the the crowd. Like I know there's a lot of people probably weren't too familiar with either guy, maybe because there wouldn't have been too much people at the contender show that that one. Uh, but they were they both got people into the match pretty pretty easily. And when you're doing face versus face, it's kind of mm. hard to do unless it's a good match. And it was a really good match. And yep. OTT do love their face versus face matches. What they do. They don't have many heels. That's a big <laughs> issue. Um, no, it was good. Really good opener. The good technical sequence right near the start for the first like four minutes or so, which mm. was really good. The usual stuff of like pinning down by the hands, one arm up, the other arm up, bridging up, all that sort of stuff was really good technical stuff in it. Um, I, think I would say, I know I said it to both in the car on the way home last night as well. I can't remember the last time that an opener got a standing ovation from everyone there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's a pretty pretty good seal of approval. Like so, yeah, great way to start the show. Kind of surprised by the result. Ridgeway took the victory. Yeah, I was. I thought it probably would be a, a fantastic considering he was over before for a contender show. I figured I'd put him in there, but I'm mm. like this. I, like, I really like Ridgeway, and hey, the more people come over, the better. I'm assuming we'll have uh, ELP back as well. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. It might be trying to keep El Fantasmo for the main card rather than the contender show. Hmm. Could be. Took the words out of my mouth. That's a horrible thought. Um, <laughs> mo- moving swiftly along, we were followed up with this match by Duncan Disorderly against Adam Brooks. A uh, bit of a bollocks that Brooks lad, didn't he? <laughs> a little bit of a bollocks. What a cunt. Yeah, geez, he's, <laughs> that's twice now he's appeared at OTT and twice he's had to cheat to win. Uh, I I don't I don't like him. No, well, it's it's nice to see an importer bringing over that's going to get booed instead of cheered. As we were just saying, there's too many faces. So I'm exactly. he booed. Oh, yeah. oh, he did. He, he seemed to take offence to people flipping him the bird. Hmm. Apparently, it was disrespect down in Australia or New Zealand. He's from whichever one he's from. I can't remember. Uh, one of them. Do I want to say? I want to say Australia, but I. Yeah. I think it's Australia. Yeah. I, I know people don't like being called British when you're Irish, so let's just not make assumptions I, on I'm that. I'm pretty sure he's Australian. <laughs> <Yeah>. Obviously, about that. <laughs> this was my first time seeing Duncan Disorderly in a singles match. Really? Uh, yeah. Any time I've ever seen him in OTT, it's always been with the Kings. Hmm. To my shame, I was not there in the earlier days. Uh, I am shame. a bandwagon jumper honor. Shame. <laughs> But he's he's class, like isn't he? Like he's been around the block for quite a while, so he's he's seen it there, he's done it. But quality wrestler. Yeah. What you th- what do you think of the match, Gordy? Yeah, really good match. Uh, as just hit the nail on the head. Duncan's been around the block. He, I, I don't think I've ever seen him have a bad match. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, really, as I said, Brooks actually getting booed. Nice seeing someone getting mm. booed. Mm. Um. Of course, obviously, he had to cheat to win. Uh, Foxy mm. took a bit of a bump, his first bump of the night. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was now low blow involved in the, in the finish. But uh, Yep, yeah, kicked really him right in the dick. In the dick, you say? Yeah. Nick, what do you think? Some dodgy officiating going on there? 
Ah, I, thought, I thought there could have been a couple of disqualifications earlier on in the match. Ah, Foxy likes to give a bit of leeway, you know. Mm. There's not too many DQs on Foxy's watch. No, he's getting complacent with his lack of competition, isn't he, Foxy? <laughs> I, I joke, I joke. We we love our Foxy. Supposedly, Foxy. there's another ref being trained in case. What? Yet again, rumours, but apparently there's another ref being trained. OTT Civil War. <laughs> of which we saw a few of those this weekend. Mm. Um, we'll leave that there and move swiftly along to Mark Haskins and Scotty Davis. This was possibly my favorite match of the night from a pure wrestling perspective. Oh, same here. I loved it. This was yeah. my this this was my match of the night. Uh, it was just Haskins being Haskins and Scotty being Scotty. Scott, Scotty is going to have a massive future. He's just yeah. he's so good for someone so young. Exactly. Friday. And I, he he's starting to come out of his shell a little bit, which is always good, you know. Mm. They've given him a couple of nicknames, the straight shooter and Something to do with suplexes. I can't remember the full title. That's the one, exactly. Yeah, and it's scary. To think he's only seventeen. And he's not seventeen. He's eighteen now. He's just turned eighteen. Martina put it out that she was that he was only seventeen on Twitter today. Pretty sure he's eighteen. Because I don't. Jesus, don't tell wrestling. Martina that, or she'll do Pretty some weird sure stuff. Pretty sure you're allowed to wrestle in the Tivoli until you're eighteen because it's an over eighteen show. I think there's a rule with that. I don't know. I could be wrong. It's Ireland. Be grand. Yeah, wait <laughs> fair, 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 right. he's, he's under 19. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> so this match, let's just get back on track, I suppose. Technical masterpiece, I suppose you could put it in one, one way. Mm. You know what you're going to get with Haskins every time. You know, he's solid. He likes a fast-paced match. He'll, he'll take it to the mat and he'll keep you there. That's the, his sort of style. Scotty's very similar in terms of, you know, he likes his gate rolls. He likes his pounding ground. You know, he, he likes being in control of the match. Not afraid to go high flying though, mm. you know. Exactly. Uh, and Haskins was getting very frustrated with Davis in this match. He even didn't do his traditional dive out the other side of the ring. I know. I was waiting for the fake and then come across and just clear out a load of people off the front row. But no, he he disappointed us and well, not he, for he the just, first. He just cleared out the people in the front row without a fake. Exactly. <laughs> but that wasn't the first time he would disappoint the audience tonight. He was getting very frustrated. With uh, Scotty Davis, Gordo, what do you think? Uh, how do you think this one came about? He got a little bit angry because I think he couldn't really put him away. Um, he was hitting him with pretty much everything bar the kitchen sink and couldn't put him away. Um, went for the bridge and armbar at one stage and it looked fucking nasty. Yeah, arms aren't supposed to bend that way. <laughs> uh, it, it looked horrible. Um, yeah. Scotty getting to the ropes. He does his lovely roll through pick up into the Samoan driver, which always gets a good reaction from the crowd, but can only get the two out of mm. it. Just couldn't seem to put him away. And I think he might have felt he was being a bit upstaged by the, the young upstart, Mr. Mm. Davis. So he started to get a little bit nasty. You know, he was starting to pound on him on the ground, you know, not showing fair sportsmanship and letting him up to his feet. Nick, how would you how do you see this one panning out? You know, is there going to be repercussions? Obviously, I know what happens after the match, but talk us through the finish. So the finish, I am going blank right now, but the, <laughs> the finish was Haskins being a bastard. Um, yeah, he finally gets much. him in the sharpshooter. Yes, and, and he locks, locks it in. in. He went all the way back. He was hashtag all in. <laughs> uh, so he gets the win. And after the match, he gets the mic. 
and he unloads seven shades of shit on OTT. You know, he's shouting that he's not had his fair shot at the at the title. He lost the, the title to Devlin, but never had a fair rematch, which is a fair shout. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we were all quick to congratulate Devlin, rightfully so. But uh, I said it in the podcast last week. I, I felt so sorry for Haskins. Hmm. He hasn't had a fair shout because he's constantly been put up against people that the, the home crowd are going to like. And, you know, he's come back from a serious injury, as he said. And the first place he came back to wrestle was OTT. Mm-hmm. So in a way that OTT is actually his home in a way. You know, you could say that he is Mr. OTT to a large degree. He's mm-hmm. carried a lot on his shoulders over the last few months. He's ridden us of Ryan Smile. You know, we should all thank him for that. <laughs> uh, we love you, Ryan. Come back whenever, of course. Lord and save your Mark Haskins. <laughs> exactly. But, um, you know, he, he signed off by saying, fuck OTT. Is this him saying that he's going to be away for a while or forever, or is he coming back and he's going to get mean and nasty with people? Yeah, this is just this is just a heel turn. He's not going anywhere. (laughs) Facing Michael May, calling it now. His next match will be against Michael May because that's about the only one where he's going to get booed even louder than against Sky. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it was very. This promo was very uh, reminiscent of the one that Jordan Devlin cut about a year and a half ago. Uh, when he went to start, basically, when he was trying to get noticed again, he was in the opening match room after opening mm. match, after opening match, and then he got a he had a promo very similar to this, where it was basically where he joined the social elite and uh, said, uh, basically, it's my turn. I I deserve the, the shot. OTT mm. aren't, aren't recognizing me, so similar type of thing. Uh, but it was was done really well. I really enjoyed it. I Haskins as a heel will work. He's working as a heel most other places anyway, so it's kind of. This is the last place he was really a face, so it kind of made sense to. And he the spoiled the main event of the upcoming Scrapper Mania 4. He did. So he announced that Jordan Devlin would not be defending his title in a rematch for Haskins, but instead he would be defending his title against Zack Sabre Jr. What a dick. How dare he spoil that surprise on everyone? <laughs> you say surprise. It was pretty obvious kayfabe nick kayfabe, kayfabe. We i'm pretty sure we said it in the shore road that, that was what was <laughs> yeah, yeah be, it was obvious but still like in in the storyline he ruined it for for ott so that was his way of sticking the knife in a little bit saying you know fuck you guys um i'll, I'll do what i want i'll do what i want uh so it'll be interesting to see if he can get himself back in the title picture uh with devon or Zack Sabre Jr. after uh, Scrapper Mania. We'll have to see what happens there. Next up, we had a surprise. We had Liverpool's number one, Zach Gibson, come to the ring to what can only be described. Thank you, Nick. As a rapturous ah, booing. I see what you did there. You uh, bastard. <laughs> so yeah the, the Tivoli went loud again as it usually does to be fair I so lost quite, my voice yeah same it's a good thing we didn't try this podcast actually the night of it because <laughs> yeah. we, we were not have been able to talk <laughs> so he got booed uh, as per usual and he effectively says that there's no one left you know for him to for them to challenge he didn't care whether the Kings won or the Cruisers won later on in their number one contendership match they would all fall to the Rapture 
Uh, and he actually just called out uh, a new rising Irish star to challenge him that he was going to show them up as well. Cue the entrance for the debut of Michael May. In the Tivoli. In the Tivoli, as Gibson Tivoli. would say. In the Tivoli. So Michael May comes out to a fairly loud pop, to, it's got to be said. You know, Michael May is one of the, I don't want to say original contenders because there's so many at this stage, none of them could be considered the original contender, but he's been around for, for most of the contender shows, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he's been on all of them. A very technically sound wrestler. Character is still in, a bit green, um, but, you know, he's, he's, he's young, <laughs> so he's, he, we can't expect that much uh, too soon. But he put on a good match with with Gibson. What do you what do you think, Gordo? Uh, yeah, it's something that I kind of said before. Gibson faced Riddle. The time was we never really got to see much of Gibson in proper technical matches up to that mm. point. Mm. Uh, Riddle obviously was the first time we got to properly see that, and then he went straight into doing all his tag matches. So this is probably the second proper technical match he's had, which suits May perfectly. So uh, it's always a big thing of Styles make matches. Yeah. This one really did the two of them mesh really well together. Um, I just still love how the atmosphere is during any Gibson match. <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's hard to even put it across in words, and I don't even think the VOD does it justice as good as it comes across on VOD. Mm-hmm. Actually, being there for it and getting that vibe of it is just absolutely insane. Uh, but uh, yeah, really good match. The one thing I did pick up on, and I, I think what he said it on the night as well. I wish. When the legit 100 guys came out, that there was something different about their video package or something, even if it was a different yes. color to indicate that it's a different one of them. Yeah. Because I didn't know was it was a Curtis coming out or who or was Scotty coming back out again or what the hell was going on. Exactly. Uh, just this some is... something to tell them apart because I love the music. The music is perfect. I don't mind hearing that more than once in a night. But it'd be nice exactly. if when the music case you knew which one of them it was. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's like how DX and Xbox had kind of very similar, but different musics you yeah. know if, if you had something like a little bit of an edge or some of the different video package it would have been nice you, you hear the legit 100 music going off you're like oh legit one. Oh wait no which one is it now which one yeah. and you're waiting for that five ten seconds for someone to come out and you're like ah it's michael may great you know then even it, if they just had a different intro because like the way um later on andrew cleary had his his old intro part and then it cut into the more mm. music if they all had their own kind of start bit different yeah and then it went into the yeah. same music after that that'd be just fine. something that when you hear that initial beat you know oh that's who it is hmm. yeah but you know we're, we're nitpicking to be fair um the match itself as i said it was more of a technical technical match there was some uh, kind of a lot of rest holds i thought gibson you know is he's a master of a rest hole a la randy orton but mm-hmm. uh you know, he, tr- he tried the, the, the few submissions and eventually he, uh, he got the win over Michael May. Yeah, it was a nice match for May to come into. You know, he, he was always going to get that nice pop against Gibson. Uh, and I think we're going to see a lot more of May in the near future. Mm-hmm. I'd say yep. so. What are your thoughts after the match, Nick? Uh, Michael May had first good performance for his first Tivoli show. As he said earlier, I think it is the personality is the thing that we need to get over for Michael May. That's something he needs to work on. Mm. Uh, like he was over in zero one in Japan and stuff like that as well. So it's it's kind of easy. The technical things he all has down. It's it's all fine. It's the facial expressions is what always gets me with Michael May. Just I'm like, just he give, has one face. Something. Yes, he has one face. <laughs> make some facial expressions. Yeah, react, do something, and he's got his fired up. Oh. That's it. That's, that's, yeah. that's his fired up. That's the difference. 
<laughs> but to be fair, that's something that can be turned around very quickly. It you can. know, like the, you'd always look at someone and say, right, if you've got a character, great, but it's going to take you a long time to learn how to wrestle. But if you can know how to wrestle, developing developing a character with the right mentorship can be done quite quickly. Mm, you know, the right gimmick, the right story. It's part of legit one hundred, I think. Maybe keep them as a tag team and, sh- and develop their personality mm. together. Might be the best thing for them right now, but and we'll see. There might, seems, yeah, and contenders. That seems the way to go now with the three different factions. So exactly, and uh, as the next match suggests, there may be an opening for a tag team coming up on the main roster. So the next matchup was the new number one contendership for the tag team titles, with so the Kings of the North, uh, Bone So and Damien Corvin, who was sporting a very fashionable knee pad that said hashtag Fancy's Martina, of course, and uh, the Angel Cruisers reunited, and it feels so good. And it feels good. Thank you. Uh, so the match. It, we we this was most anticipated match of the night possibly, and um, maybe match with the gender neutral match coming up later on. Um, guys, this was a bit of a clusterfuck of action all over the place. Oh, um, it was beautiful, beautiful disaster. <laughs> we we really need to get an abacus for Foxy, bless him, because I I I think he he forgot how to count there for a while. Uh, so Nick, about talk- some minute and a half of outside brawling before Foxy started. A- <laughs> oh god so I I don't remember any lethal weapons being brought into this match or am I completely blanking something obvious Damien Corvin is a lethal weapon (laughs) (laughs) that's a very valid point to be fair Uh, but I don't think um, Angel Cruz did anything too mad no I I think because what happened later on yes you couldn't do basically two matches in a row spoiler alert yeah, but um so tell nah. me about this match, Nick. What uh what happened to bring them outside of the ring for a minute and a half? Um <laughs> I was drinking, I can't remember these things. So details. Team Prick I can't remember details. Team Prick got involved and they started beating on the Kings, which seemed like a great idea at the time, I'm sure. I'm not sure how this didn't cause a disqualification, but again we'll we'll leave Foxy's officiating to, to one side. Needless to say, Team Prick uh, shat themselves at this stage and they started to get beaten up by Bonesaw and Corvin outside up the ramp behind the stage area and up behind the back bar hmm. oh holy hell and then obviously the chance going can't see shit started <laughs> coming up I may have started that yeah <laughs> uh, Gordo can you remember what happened next there was a few dives that, in, uh, that were involved there was a little bit of a dive I believe there was an old dive from be cool. The, the uh, legend of uh, bollocks himself, be cool, straight out into the old crowd. Um, there was a nice old opening in the crowd. The crowd parted ways fairly quickly. Um, and he dived out onto everyone. And then old Angel himself decided to go off out after him for an old, just to join Exactly. Bit of flippy shit from El Angel. He's a he's a spot monkey, to be fair to him. But, uh, <laughs> spot monkey. <laughs> so the two dives came from the top rope over the barrier up at the stage under the hard cam into the crowd where Corvin Bonesaw and Team Prick and a few of the security lads were assembled I suppose is the the only word I can think of right now Um, Be Cool was first he did a springboard moonsault or just springboard dive I think it was Uh, whereas uh, Angel Cruz is a little bit more delicate climbed to the top and then did a moonsault over the top into everyone 
Um, Jesus Christ, that they're, they're mad bastards, aren't they? Absolutely. <laughs> mad, bastards. Well, it wasn't as bad as how they had to come back down. But <laughs> <laughs> it was a suplex until was it one a team prick? Yeah, so was it Bonesaw Suplex Angel Cruz onto the assembled crowd who are yes. now back ringside yeah. again? Yeah. So yeah, oh, was, that, that that could have went very wrong had they went slightly to the side and caught the ring or the ring post, but yeah, they got it right. Props to them, you know, they, they, they're they professionals. Uh, they and it was around then the Foxy started counting. It was around there the Foxy <laughs> yeah. started And the ladder had about five seats down to our right just turned around and said, the fuck do you mean one? They've been gone for two and a half minutes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, great bunch of lads. Uh, uh, so the match continued. Um, and similar in style to how um, Haskins was getting frustrated earlier not being able to put away Scotty Davis, Damien Corvin was getting a bit frustrated as well about how the Kings couldn't defeat the Cruisers. Um, and he started to get a, a bit aggressive, to which Bonesaw had to drag Corvin away. Looks like there was a bit of friction in the ring at that stage where Bonesaw was trying to calm him down but wasn't really able to. Um, and then we saw the new move. New move. Oh. New move. The Cruisers have developed a new tag team finish. Quite good to be fair. Was it a, a, a power slam? No, no, it's the, it's the brain buster with the super brain kick. buster. Like super the, kick. That's yeah. the one, like Fish so, and O'Reilly is chasing the dragon, yeah. exactly. And the cruisers win, the cruisers got the win, exactly. Underdogs on Paddy Power all week, and they come <laughs> up with the business and get the win. Uh, interesting now, I don't know if everyone saw it, but as the Kings were walking backstage, there was a little bit of a bust-up going on. You know, the Bonesaw was still trying to calm down Corbin. Corbin was still getting thick with Bonesaw. I wonder, are we going to see some descent in the ranks of uh, Kings of the North, guys? What do you think, Gordo? It looks like there's a bit of trouble in paradise. <laughs> yeah, or whatever the hell they have up in Belfast. Um, oh, yeah, no, it looked like looked like shit was going down. Um, something we kind of called out a couple of weeks back that I think it's time we 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 need single run for Corvin. Mm. Um, Bonesaw may be taking a bit of a backseat when it comes to his bookings over the next few months. So I'm really looking forward to. Hopefully, there will be a Corvin run, but uh, at the same time, I'd, I'd be upset to see the Kings break it up because. They've absolutely killed it over the last couple of years, like so. True. What mm. is the payoff here, Nick? Though, are we going to see a match between Bonesaw and Corvin? Are they booked for Contenders Eight? Actually, could we see some more descent there? That's a good question. I'm gonna have a check on the poster seats are on it because they didn't. They weren't specifically mentioned, but they never specifically mentioned any Irish. No, guys, so. I know Contenders Eight was mainly focusing on the NLW tournament, so it, it could be a case of whether or not. But I'd be wondering to see. If they'll be involved at all on Scrapper Mania Four, you know it seems like mm. a, a stadium show without Kings would be a bit bizarre. Yeah, it'd be it a bit weird. The only the other thing I'm thinking is long term could it lead to they have their match, bit of a bust up. Corvin goes off and does his solo stuff. If Bonesaw isn't going to be around for a couple of months, he goes off and does his thing. He comes back with Duncan. Exactly. You've mm. always had that option. Yeah, exactly. There's still a Kings there, technically, as long as there's at least two of them there. So yeah. that still makes sense, like. 
Yeah. They're, not, they're not on the poster for Contenders 8 anyway, but um, as I said, that's mainly focused on the tournament. I'd say if there is any to be any bust-up, I'd say they will have a match at, at Scrapper, and it'll happen there if there's a breakup. I'd say. Will it be a one-on-one match to, between no, the two? Match Scrapper. I'm saying they'll have a tag match, and it, the proper breakup will happen there because no one saw the other one, so there's no, it wasn't proper. Exactly. I, that's exactly what I was thinking. I think it, Right now, it's not strong enough for, for the, the immediate fallout to happen. No. We need something big on camera in your face. Exactly. Yep, and that's where we took a break. Uh, we some people got more pints, while the designated driver got more uh, Red Bull, and we came back to the defense of the gender neutral title. LJ Cleary defended against TK Cooper, Joey Janela, and Martina. Um, lads, uh, this was fucking crazy. Oh, fucking carded. So. Off the top of my head, we saw two oven trays, a table, a bit of ply board, an Easter egg full of thumbtacks. Called it. A table with thumbtacks on it, uh, a steel chair. Uh, what am Staples. I saying? Staples. Staples. And Martine obviously came out with her candlestick with cans, cans. on it. Her candle can. Candle can. The candlestick. Candlestick. Candlestick, exactly. So obviously we knew we were going to get a, a bit of an extreme match when it was announced that it was a no rose match and Joey Janela was involved. Uh, LJ Cleary, as we discussed on a podcast last week, was training intently uh, leading up to this match. Um, Nick, you you covered it briefly. What, what what was his training involved? His training for Martina involved drinking cans. His training against uh, TK Cooper involved basically being ready for the unexpected. So the rest of uh, More Than Hype played the circle game, you know, hold a circle below your waist game with him and just kept punching him in the arm because he kept looking. And then his training against Joey Janela involved eating uh, a bowl of thumbtacks. Oh. So LJ Clear, we touched on it before with Michael May in terms of being a contender, coming through the contenders ranks and coming onto the main roster. And either being kind of ready or developing or, you know, what what needed to be done next for him. LJ Clear is a little bit different. You know, he probably has the most developed character that's come out of that contenders class. Uh, wrestling ability is, is strong. I wouldn't really fault him on anything, really. Obviously, everyone gets better with age, so we can only see an improvement coming there, but I wouldn't I wouldn't fault him in any way, shape, for, or form for that. Character-wise, very, very good, um, and he's got his own uh, hair over as well. <laughs> his, own hair, his own hair, you <laughs> I'm sure he bought it somewhere. <laughs> uh, Gordo, um, what were your thoughts after this match? The fuck do I start? Absolute carnage, bell to bell. Um, yeah, it's it was proof that Martinez hardcore anyway. Mm-hmm. What? How? What did she take? She took. She got. Did she get her sash stapled onto her? Yep. Four staples, um, I think. It was. Four staples I into think her head. Um, into her forehead. We got the Easter egg. The Easter egg full of thumbtacks that she cracked over. Was it LJ? She cracked it over. I think LJ took that one. And they literally chopped that thumbtacks all over the ring for the rest of the match. And that happened early. That happened only about three or four minutes in. Um, yeah. We had that for the rest of the match. There was pile drivers on it. There was a Canadian destroyer onto it. Um, 
Oh, she took. Did she take a DDT on it or something yeah, at one she stage? DDT on the tax because she had a. Uh, and that was one that was just above her eyebrow. Yeah. Like <laughs> literally, if she was out by us another centimeter, I thought it was going straight into her eye. Um, I that that made me cringe a bit too much. Um, phenomenal match. Uh, it's something we've always said. OTT does a good blend of of hardcore mixed with a bit of comedy in it. Mm. And I think this is just another one of it where, as, as I said, you had the spot with the Easter egg, which as soon as the Easter egg came out, I showed this tax in the egg. But just, <laughs> even if there wasn't, the fact that they just used a fucking Easter egg as a weapon at all is <laughs> fantastic. Uh, Joey yeah. Janela took, uh, I believe it was a hip toss onto, the chi- onto a chair and absolutely obliterated the chair. Made absolute shit of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then obviously the finish came with Martina taking uh, Dead Valley off the top rope through a table with thumbtacks on it and LJ snuck in and got the win. Mm, Phenomenal match. Great match. Nick, what were your thoughts? Oh, same. I really enjoyed the match. It did. Martina was definitely the one that took the most brunt of the damage in the match, I think it was. Uh, And uh, did you see the picture she put up on Twitter of her ankle? No. No. It doesn't. It doesn't look the best. Let's just say, and she still went on to wrestle the next night on it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it just shows like she she just there was some stuff about Martina on this crowd. There were some people in the crowd booing her for this uh, during this match. Apparently, for some stuff that happened in Germany. Um, but if I, it, like after that performance, I don't see how anyone could have been booing her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a weird one. Obviously, people have their right to cheer and boo whoever they want to within reason. Hmm. Uh, there was a very, very small minority of people who left off a surprising boo for for Martina. Um, I think that was that was just more so early in the night when um, Inga was announcing the card. I think at the match itself, I didn't hear any boos, or when she entered the ring, I didn't hear any boos then. But obviously, it, it kicked off and. Martina gave out to them on Twitter first, which is <laughs> which is fair enough. She was she wasn't happy with it, um, but to be fair, I think uh, and a lot of people said it after the match that you know their opinion slightly changed slash improved of Martina after this match for you know getting in there and doing what she did and taking the bumps she did. You know, it's all well and good to criticize her as a as a comedy character, but when she puts in matches like that where she kind of puts herself on the line and really fronts up that's when you see how much of a serious competitor she can be as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, fair, fair Fox tour for that. That leads us into the main event. Uh, in a non-title match. Strange one there. Well, did, did we say who won that match? <laughs> we did. Yeah. Gordo we... called it there. Okay. LJ Cleary retained just in yeah. case. Okay. Uh, so moving on to the main event, Jordan Devon, not defending his title hmm. against Angelico and um, Helico. Excuse my Mexican isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Um, <laughs> so why was this not for the title? That I made no sense to me. No, I'm not sure. I suppose it made it more. He didn't know who's going to win, but still, I, I don't understand why it wasn't either. Now they did this as well. The contenders, um, few couple of contenders ago it was a, it was a non-title match as well and I'm like just may as well have the title on the line when Jordan's going to be winning anyway you know he is it's like just leave yeah. it for the title so spoiler alert Jordan did win yes um, <laughs> but the match itself was 
pretty damn decent, you know, mm-hmm. and Helico. Did I get that right, lads? You got it right that time. Thank, thank you. Um, some terrible chance coming from uh, from the crowd beside us. You know, you're just a tall AJ Styles. That made no sense to me. No. You know, I was like, okay, he's AJ Styles, just taller, which means he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Mm, okay, that's meant to be an insult. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's nice. You know, you could have called him. You're just a shit AJ Styles. Then that would have made a bit more sense. That I just got happen. a flashback to the fucking chant at, at Adam Brooks. You're just a shit buddy Murphy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh dear yeah. God. That was the best chance of night, actually. I, 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 we should we should have covered that. Shame on all of us. Uh, Shame. But yeah, uh, Angelico, this, like, this is the first time I see Angelico live. Uh, you hadn't even heard of him before, Fitz. Uh, nope. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Angelico's in Lucha Underground. Uh, so uh, really good. Um Famous for doing ridiculous dives and stuff. We didn't get too much of that tonight. Right? We got the the big spot kind of of the match was uh, they end up on the stage, and Angelico went to go the razor's edge Jordan into the ring from the stage. Uh, it ended up not happening anyway, and Jordan uh, Jordan instead ended up doing an Asai moonsault from the ring uh, from the the ring to the stage on top of Angelico instead. Uh, apparently, that's the move that he managed to fuck up his thumb in. Exactly. So, spoiler alert: Jordan Devlin broke his thumb and is out of action in Nola, and possibly longer. Uh, what uh, What do you think of that, Gordo? Absolutely heartbroken for the lad. Mm. Um, yeah, not more. Not a lot to say on it. Really, absolutely got it for him. It's a big uh, opportunity to be going across there. Like, and I know he was only booked on I think two shows, but. Exposure, you know, you, you yeah. can't you, you can't buy that. And WrestleMania weekend is where you want to be as a performer. So, no doubts at all that he'll be back again next year and will rip it up. Uh, that's if he's not signed up before then. But um, not heartbreaking for the lad. To be fair, he's he's really deserved. He's everything he's gotten over the last few years. Uh, he's put in a serious amount of effort. Talented lad. Um, <laughs> just a, one of the risks of the business, I suppose. You know, yeah. you have to take the bitter with the better. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, at least he put up saying he's still gone over there anyway. So at least he gets a holiday one way or the other. Like so, mm-hmm. but at the same time, from obviously talking to him, we all know how much he loves doing what he does. So mm. I'm guessing it's still a bit bittersweet for him going over there and not being able to wrestle as well. But hope he enjoys himself over there either way. Yeah, you never know. He might get involved somehow. <laughs> mm. uh, you know, these indie shows at Mania weekend, they can kind of take a life on their own. So. I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if he does make an appearance somewhere and do something crazy. Well, he, he can't do either of his finishers, though, because he can't do a package <laughs> pile driver and he can't do a moonsault. So, uh, <laughs> allegedly, not even allegedly. No, that's, no, that's straight that's up factual. Yeah, damn but, uh, it, we're being, we're being very factual. Actually, we need to run a few allegedly to keep it uh, <laughs> keep our brand. Uh, so that closed off the show. Um, Ott Martinez Gaff Party Three. How do you rate it, boys? Up there with uh, the best, down there with the worst, somewhere in the middle. What do you Def- think, Gordy? Definitely, definitely one of the better shows. Um, good mixture of everything. Mm. Um, I like struggled to even think of a bad match on it. Uh, start to finish was really good. Uh, yeah. I said the opener really set the tone really well. Um, introducing two guys really to a lot of people and that went the whole way through then obviously you had your your hometown hero against an import in the main event with another one to seal it off so bookmarked it nicely and everything in between was good as well yeah really loved it nick yeah no same Uh, it was right up there in one of the top ones for me 
my book, all the matches were great. So that's that's what you want in the card. Uh, the one thing I'd say that probably was different in the uh, than the usual OTT shows. There wasn't as much comedy as there normally is on an OTT show. Mm. But other than that, it was a great show. Yeah, no, I completely agree. The only thing that um, the only bad thing I'd have to say, and it's not a bad thing at all, but I just miss Jaron Simmons. Yeah, he's such you a know, I know. Just for that entrance, you know, yeah. uh, I can't wait to see him back again. He's just that's that's one of the comedy spits, I suppose, that we missed. You know, mm. that that, but uh, you, you can't do anything about that. The mad, the card itself is great. Great to see some of the younger Irish lads getting uh, the spotlight that uh, they they've earned. Um. And I suppose the only thing I'd probably say other suggest would be the lack of a women's match on the card, but it is explained by the fact that there was an all women's show the following day. Um so moving along to that show, OTT Defiant, the first ever all women's wrestling show on the island of Ireland. Not gonna lie, I hadn't heard of a lot of these ladies coming into the show, uh, or many at all, to be perfectly honest. I only knew the Irish girls that were involved. So expectations for this were neither high nor low. I was coming into this event with a completely blank expectation. And I think that's probably the best way to come into shows where you know nothing about. If you go into a show where you know nothing about it with an expectation of that it's going to be bad or good, you're going to be disappointed either way. Uh, but in true OTT fashion, I think they knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we had a qualifying tournament one night only three qualifying matches the winners of each would go into a fatal four-way with martina who was defending her ott women's championship first up we had sammy jane against the returning nina samuels nina with a phenomenal pop as she came back to the ring mm-hmm. um that's what you think i thought this was a fantastic opener again Great opening match. It was uh, the first time I've seen Sammy Jane live. Mm. I've seen a few clips of her in ICW and stuff, but um, uh, Nina said she was over, as you said, she was over four. So people, I, I think just because she was the one like import that people were pretty familiar with considering she'd been there before, Barker's Wolf. Um, I think that's probably mm. why a lot of the crowd got behind her. She's like, okay, we know you. And she was quite clearly face. Yeah. So it was like, that, that was a kind of a big theme of this show, I think, is that people went with the face heel thing rather than. Um, Exactly. The other shows, you know, people can kind of just go whatever, but in this case, everyone was very much face heel, and the yep. crowd were well into the whole, this match. Yep. And the competitors involved reacted accordingly as well. Yeah. You know, to be to be fair to Sammy Jane, this was her first time in an OTT event, to my knowledge. Yeah. And she immediately recognized that Nina was over, so she's like, "Okay, I'm going to play the heel character here," and she leaned into it very well. Uh, she was even get flipped. Uh, she was getting flipped off by the crowd as well, and she was reacting. So, you know, that's what you want to see. You want to see people being able to react on their feet. You know, if if you're going to cheer you, great, lean into it. If that's what you're supposed to do. If you see the other person's getting over, and you want to make the chemistry of the match better, then you lean into that as well. Uh, and that's something that uh, some indie shows, not not specifically OTT, but some indie shows fail to to navigate very well. I thought. I think. Uh, but Gordy, the result. Sammy Jane goes over. Yeah, this I'm not gonna lie, surprised me a bit. Um looking at the reactions from later on the night, it kind of made a bit of sense. Uh, they needed to have a heel in mm. there. Um uh, and it kind of kept people guessing about the next two qualifying matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. I thought Nina I, I, I thought everyone really from the whole card start to finish was fantastic, but uh, I think it definitely won't be the last we see of Nina anyway. She's 
over AF, as the cool kids say nowadays. <laughs> exactly. We're going to see much more of Nina. Uh, so that can only be a good thing. She's a fantastic wrestler. Exactly. And can we talk about that suit? That sliding German sliding German suplexes. Oh laugh. my god. Oh god. So to set the scene, Sammy Jane hits this move, which I've never seen before in my life. So Nina gets caught up on the second rope, sitting on the second rope, feet facing out, and sure her body's in the ring still. Sammy then slides out under the ring, under Nina, grabs her as she's falling out of the ring herself, and pulls her back a la powerbomb style. Like, is there even a name for this move? Literally, the only other person I've seen do it is Johnny Nitro Morrison Impact Mundo, whatever he calls himself. <laughs> He's the only other person I've seen do it. And I saw him do it back in my days of reviewing Impact, uh, the first show he was on, and I jumped up off the couch when I saw him do it. So, it, fantastic move. So innovative. It looks like it defies physics. <laughs> but, but yeah, it seems to use the, the momentum of coming back off the ropes to whip them back into the German. It's 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 so well done though. Yeah, more of it. You know, I love innovative moves. Fantastic. Yeah, and, and we saw it again later on um, in the the Fatal Four Way. So Sammy Jane wins and progresses. Next up, we had the first of our two All Irish battles. We had Raven Creed versus Debbie Keitel. Uh, again, a very clear face heel split here with. Debbie Keitel getting a rupturous applause as she comes to the Tivoli for her first time. Raven Creed getting booed like fuck coming to the ring in the Tivoli <laughs> for her very first time. Um, Nick, you would have seen these two before in Contenders. Mm-hmm. What was your thoughts leading into the match? What were your thoughts on the match? And what were your thoughts on Raven Creed winning? Yes, uh, so I this, this feud has been going on not just an OTT, they've had matches in CCW, they've had matches everywhere basically around Ireland. So this is kind of just an ongoing feud between the two of them and the matches are always pretty good. They had a ladder match last month. like, um, But uh, so I, I was expecting it to be a good match and it was, it was a good match. Um, I think this was probably the, there, there, was, there was kind of, it, you could tell that they were newer is what I'd probably put in rather than the over, other matches. But uh, still they put on a great show. Raven's a great heel because she just knows how to piss people off. Um, and Debbie is just that lovable, happy-go-lucky baby face, but with a bit of fire. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 what you wanted the match to be. Was surprised Raven won, because I thought Debbie would possibly be the person they would have given the title to over uh, from Martina. But um, no, Raven Raven got Raven got the win and through to the, to the fatal four-way at the end of the match. Night. Gordo. Yeah, that- kind of. Yeah, no good. That's so Raven. That is so Raven. Um, I had to to get that in there. I didn't get a chance going last night, so I had to go now. I I tried when she got eliminated in the Fatal 4-Way, but I didn't take off. Spoiler alert. Ah, Fuck it, we know she wasn't going (laughs) to (laughs) win. But no, it um, it was was surprising the result, but as Nikki said, these two have been going back and forth and all over the all over the country for the last couple of months and mm-hmm. they've been absolutely fantastic and yeah well they were probably the, the, the two newest out of a lot of them they still put on a really good match and again it's nice yeah. far from the last we see of either of them i mean debbie's only been doing this for what a year and a half i think i read somewhere yeah. uh, she had her first match just over a year ago like to, to be where she is after this amount of time is absolutely frightening 
exactly. She's got she's gonna have some future in her and obviously as Nikki said, Raven just knows how to piss people off, which yeah. you can get over any sort of any slight shortcomings in character or whatever. I know you were saying you're not massively a fan of the character or whatever. But yeah. when you when she knows how to piss people off, that kind mm. of masks it a bit. But, uh, exactly. She reminded me of a kind of a, a heel Dean Ambrose. You know, the the, yeah. the lunatic asylum kind of character, you know, it's 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 more of a the fact that I don't like that type of character too well when it's kind of a predictable craziness. Yeah. But with the fact that, like you said and Nick said there earlier that the fact that these two girls are new to the wrestling scene, uh their their in ring performance was fantastic. Can't argue with that at all, and they're only going to get better. Um and they're different. So that's that's something else as well. So I can only see them getting better and I thought the fact that they were paired off together made sense. You said they've wrestled all over the country, so it made sense for them to continue that in OTT as well. Uh, I think we'll see plenty more of them, and I look forward to seeing them both back. Oh, yes. yep. We moved on to the next, the second part of the All-Irish Affair. Katie Harvey, the mentor, facing off against Valkyrie, the student, in what we thought was match of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see the quality difference between this match and the last, uh, mainly with the fact that these two girls have been training for longer and have been performing for longer. So within a year or two, you can see Raven Creed and Debbie Cartel wrestling at this quality as well. Uh, but Katie Harvey and Valkyrie, Gordo, what did you think? What a match and what an atmosphere. Um, Valkyrie got a terrific reaction when she came out. Like mm. there was no clear face heel in this it was a typical ott face face because the crowd didn't want to boo either of them <laughs> uh together was just delighted to see katie back um mm-hmm. she had all her injury trouble and everything and even though we booed her before the injury we didn't really want to boo her at the same time because uh, the stuff she's done over the last yeah. couple of years was pretty fantastic um the match itself yeah the two of them know each other so well there was even a couple of things where they were countering you can see there were counter and stuff that you weren't necessarily seeing countered in KT matches before. Exactly. So I was playing on the fact that Valkyrie knew her so well. A uh, couple of stare downs where they were nearly trying to egg each other on to come on, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to hit me with everything. I know everything you can do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it reminded me of, Gordo? Do you know what it reminded me of? It actually reminded me of Osprey Ricochet in a way. Just when two people are so familiar with each other. And they know exactly what they're going to do, and they're able to counter it to to a fault, you know. And that's that's yeah. exactly what we saw, and that's why exactly why I really liked it as well. Yeah, proper yeah. chess match between someone who knew what the night, who was trying to think what the other person's next move could be, and it was such a little strategic, extra little feel to it. But uh, bingo, uh, Nick, mm-hmm. we saw a bit of a muddy ending to this match. We did. It was a bit of a dodgy finish in that. Uh, after after uh, Katie hit the I can't think of her name for finisher, it's the it's like the gory bomb. Yeah, it's a gory. Yeah, effectively it's a gory bomb. I can't remember uh, what she calls it. Yeah, I was trying, I was trying to do it as well. I can't remember. Uh, but um, they lied. Uh, she got the went for the pin one two and it was a questionable mm. three count. It was called a three count, but it looked like she kicked out. And I've seen a replay afterwards, and it definitely looked like she kicked out. Mm. Uh, so there's there's definitely some some uh, question marks there. In fact, Valkyrie's uh, tweeted out 
video evidence of that but that's where i saw the video of her kicking out mm. on time and has said that she should have made it into the she was robbed and she should have made it into the main event so there's yeah. definitely something coming out of this i'd say exactly so i, I i'm a cynic at heart god bless me but <laughs> it looks like this was intended to be a muddy finish i'd say to, so i'd say uh, definitely was it's a it's a future storyline so it, to be fair they had to to leave us with some sort of questions in our mind after this show we can't always be tidied up in a neat little bundle for us to come away with we have to have something to talk about uh, or else we'd be out of business and we'd have to be singing on the streets for our bread but thankfully no they get me to sing. no, no they me. don't <laughs> uh, definitely do not search for the win on youtube you will regret it um, <laughs> youtube.com forward slash for the win band <laughs> uh one thing that struck me in this match um it was my first time seeing valkyrie in a wrestling capacity obviously we've seen her um, in an accompanying capacity with uh, the Humperdinks before, uh, with um, Name Redacted and Logan Bryce. <laughs> but this is the first time I've seen Valkyrie in a wrestling capacity, and I thought she looked a million dollars. You know, she yep. had the look of a star, you know, and that's not just, you know, a physical appearance, but ring gear, ring awareness, presence facials being able to talk it to the crowd being able to interact with katie and the ref you know she's been around for a couple of years she's got a bit of experience behind her she continues in this vein i can see her going going distances you know and, and it's one thing i'd say about katie is fantastic technical wrestler again the character work i think facials again a bit like michael may she's one face you know that's the one thing that kind of struck me coming away from that match whereas with Valkyrie, you could see the emotions on the face between when she was in, in the strong position or whether she was catching. So, you know, it's, it's something that's uh, good to see. Definitely. Uh, so they were our three winners of the qualifying match. We had Sammy Jane defeating Nina Samuels, Raven Cree defeating Debbie Keitel, and Katie Harvey getting the victory, albeit controversially, against Valkyrie. So that's your fatal four-way with Martina defending. Before the break, however, we had a tag team match. Laura DiMatteo and Chris Wolf against the Charlies, Charlie Evans and Charlie Morgan. Um, lads, is there a more fun person in the world than Chris Wolf? No. no. Like, <laughs> I just want to be her friend. Oh, she's just so happy and so energetic and so, oh, just love her. The best. Yeah. She's a nut job, but such a lovable, amazing nut job. Yeah. Oh my God! Look over there; they're doing something illegal. So the charities blessed them. They, they weren't exactly team heel, but because Chris Wolf was against them, they were default heel. I'm going to say, uh, and again, they, they leaned into it. Uh, and I can't remember which charity was which, but the charity who came out to the ring first it was Morgan. Morgan, I was very impressed with. Uh, I thought that. She had a very good character in ring. You know, she was able to kind of react to the crowd and lean into the whole heel persona, as I'm talking about it before. You know, you pick up that everyone loves Chris Wolf, so you're like, okay, well, they're clearly the over team. We need to be the under team in, in an over-under scenario. I don't even know if that makes sense, but um, she was very good. Um, Charlie Evans was kind of following it up in so, so far as kind of following the lead of Charlie Morgan. Um, Laura DiMatteo was, was very entertaining as well. Fucking aggressive woman. You know, she was, she was getting stuck in. Oh yeah. Um, very entertaining tag match. Uh, a few bumps, 
not going to lie, there was a few dives, um, a few slips maybe as well. <laughs> uh, but very entertaining match. And uh, team face, Laura DiMatteo and Chris Wolf go over. Nick, what can you say about Chris Wolf that we haven't said already? It's just, I just, I don't think there can be anything said. <laughs> she's just, she's the, like, she's just the energy when she just comes out. Everyone's just happy for. And she, I mean, you can't say that now. She's just, she's got the perfect character of just being loved, mm. and lovable, and she's a wolf. Should we point out? <laughs> should we point out the fact that the Charlies were doing some very mean things to her tail? They, they were, were doing all the submission moves on her tail. Like, it, what do you call an arm bar to a tail? A tail bar? It sounds so. It, it, it sounds so. It, a tail twist? Yeah. Either yes. way, it, it looked hurt. It looked sore. Yeah, it looked, it looked nasty. Uh, oh, yeah, poor, yeah. The poor girl. At least she kept her tail. That's the main thing. Exactly. Uh, I, I think her height helps too. She's so small. She's, <laughs> so, she's <laughs> tiny. She's 4'10". Is the deal uh, I love the fact that she brought out the the mask to the ring. Oh. Uh, she, she put it on the the charities at different stages and, and we're it, attacking them. And then all... up on Laura Di Matteo, and she turns around and she goes to kick her, and then she turns around and she stops and sniffs her. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Sniffs the crotch to make sure that it's uh, the right person. Uh, uh, in, in in typical beast fashion. <laughs> The woman's uh, the, the, the amazing. And I must say, as much as we're going on about how we love her character and everything, mm. she's so good in the ring as well. We, mm. Oh, yeah. We're doing her a disservice to not say how great she is in the ring, but her character is just so good. Exactly. That and overshadows it. She's the type of character that would get over extremely well in the, the, the major leagues in WWE. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, it's, it's similar to what Bailey was in NXT. Except she likes meat. Yes. Well, to be fair. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving along swiftly. Uh, so, <laughs> Team Face won that, which led us into the break. And we, again, got more pints for the, the drinkers and more Red Bulls for the non drinkers. Uh, That'd be or, you. Yes, that would yeah. be me. Fair play. Um, exactly. Cheers. Exactly. There, there will be pints <laughs> had at the next show, perhaps. Uh, Enjoy that. After, after, oh, yeah. Poor, poor Gordo. <laughs> Uh, after the break, we had a singles match, Dash Chizako against Jordan Grace. This was a strange match to me, because technically both were face and neither were heel. Mm-hmm. Despite uh, a, a weird crowd reaction, I thought both were getting cheered and some were getting booed. I, I didn't really know what to make of the reaction. The way I went with it is the fact that... Uh... Chris Wolf came out. I was supporting Dash Jazaka, so I was exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how I uh, how I saw it as well. Um, but to be fair, like the match itself was quality as well. Uh, Jordan Grace is is a, she's she's a beast. You know oh, yeah. she she was throwing Chizako around with ease. Um, and I, I'm going to point out to an article that I wrote for Two Bit Sports there last week of. Uh, Nia Jax and her in-ring performance as a larger athlete, Jordan Grace, not exactly a larger athlete, but larger than Dash Chisako. And just the, the ease of her movement, you know, mm-hmm. she made it look so easy despite being a larger athlete. You know, she, yeah. uh, it, when you see it in, in first person view, you see how easy it can be done. 
And then when yeah. you see the likes of Jax, who was rushed to the top far too soon, and you see how poorly she does at times, you're thinking, Jesus Christ, look at the women that are around the world that are able to perform at that level with that body type. Why are they not at that level too? Yeah. That's that's what annoys me the most about it all. When you see people who are so talented not getting a ch- chance because they're not the Rock's cousin. About to say they're not related to the Rock. Yeah, but yeah. um, go ahead, Gordo. No, no, I was just going to say I'd actually seen bits of Jordan Grace before this. She's mm. about the only one of them I'd probably seen out of nearly any of them uh, out of the whole card. Uh, so I'd seen bits of her on. Can't remember what show it was, but something I was watching a few weeks back. Um, and it just so happened that I realized, hang on, she's going to be at Defiant. I may as well watch this. Mm. And um, she really impressed me in that. But even seeing her in person, just yeah. as you said, the ease at which she moves, but also how safe she is and how she does what she does. Yeah. It's such a good blend of stuff. Um, and the fact that she's American. So I can only assume that that would le- lead her to having a better chance of being hired by the WWE. Mm. Yeah, I, I think it's only a matter of time with her, to be honest. Uh, and she yeah. can play off the whole big mama pump thing that she's going with, which <laughs> I, 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 I got a good ch- chuckle out of, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, a really good match and a really good way to bring us back into things after the exactly. break as well. So Chisako picks up the victory there. Uh, I would love to see both of those back in OTT anytime. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So main event, we had the Fatal 4-Way women's title now an elimination match. Yes. That, that was news to us until that point. Yeah. Um, we had Sammy Jane, Raven Creed, Katie Harvey, and the Session Moth Martina. Um, wow. This uh, this was quite good. This was very good. Yep. And, you know, again, for, for the fact that I didn't know <sighs> Sammy Jane coming into this match, I thought, you know, she just led into the character very well. She was the overriding heel in the match, despite Raven Creed's craziness. You know, she's more crazy than heel, but bad crazy in a way. Uh, Katie Harvey obviously is the the darling of Irish female wrestling, and Session Moth is just the Session Moth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So the first person eliminated from this match was Raven Creed. Mm-hmm. Not overly surprising, I think. Um. I, I would have expected that personally coming into this match. Definitely, and just to um, say, coming to this Martina, um, as we mentioned earlier about what the, the injury she suffered the night before, they had originally said that she wasn't medically cleared, but she was going to fight anyway. Um, she's a badass because she's a badass, and you could t- the way she was moving, you could tell she wasn't feeling yeah, right. She was not right. right. Um, mm. But uh, so they basically to get her out, they rolled her out of the match kind of early enough by getting her basically injured and brought to the back, viciously attacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yeah. the way that we'd put it. I think there was a chair involved as well, which made no sense to me because it's a fatal four way elimination match. Could have been a DQ. So DQ <laughs> should come into effect, but again, we'll leave Foxy alone. Um, although we should probably give props to um, Martina. She opened the match with a dive off the top. She did. Um, cleared him out. Yeah. So clearly she's not medically cleared, but fuck it, we'll do a dive. <laughs> Don't need a foot for that. <laughs> So Raven Creed gets eliminated, but before she leaves, she does some damage to Katie Harvey. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. So it's, again, this is um, the way they actually. Like, yeah, the, I mean, like those uh, to say that uh, after Martina got eliminated, kind of Sammy and Raven kind of teamed up for a good portion of the match to try and take out Katie Harvey before 
Sammy eventually turned on Raven as well and get mm. first eliminated. Exactly. So when Martina got beat down, she was carried out the back by security, not eliminated, just left the, the ringside area. Yeah. So we all assumed at this stage that we may not see Martina again. But we've all watched enough wrestling to know that that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so as Raven Creek gets eliminated, she attacks Katie Harvey. Obviously, Katie Harvey gets a beat down at this stage. And then she gets eliminated not too long after by Sammy Jane. So this leaves then Sammy Jane and Martina, who had come back at this stage, as the final two. And we're thinking, Jesus, Martina's going off to Japan for a few months. She's hardly going to carry the belt with her. Or is she? Dun, dun, dun. Nick, what was your thoughts as these two were last in the ring? I, I, I thought, yeah, I thought Martina might retain. I didn't think they were going to give it to Sammy Jane because before the whole show, we were speculating about if they would give it to uh, an import, basically, uh, or not. And we thought maybe Nina Samuels because she'd been over a couple of times before and she was kind of slightly involved in OTD in that she did some of the video packages and stuff. But this is the first time Sammy Jane had ever been involved at OTT in any way, so I didn't think they would have given it to her. Mm. But, as we later found out, Sammy Jane won. Sammy Jane, the new OTT Women's Champion. She now owes five women's championships. She's the Austin Aries of women's wrestling. Um, and after the night of wrestling we saw, you can't exactly argue with it. She yep. was fantastic. Very good performer. Yep. Got the reactions from the crowd that she was supposed to get. Uh, Lent into it, as I said, so she got the heel reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have the potential for feuds coming out of this as well, with Katie Harvey being screwed out of the Fatal 4-Way match by, Debbie, or by Raven Greed. And with Valkyrie... Still technically not eliminated from this a la Axelmania. Hmm. So we have feuds potentially in the works, which should see us out over the next few months until Martina comes back and starts her charge for reclaiming the title. Um, I kind of like Martina when she comes back to kind of leave the women's title alone. Stick to the gender neutral, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a good shout. You know, one thing that has been evident in my time of watching OTT was the lack of depth in the women's department. You know, yep. you've had Martina, you had Katie for a while, and you had imports. You know, you, you, you couldn't look to a homegrown division. But after this event, you now have Raven Creed and Debbie Cattell, who look like they're going to be mainstays. And then you've got Valkyrie, who looks like he's going to be a mainstay, but a contender, not just a contender, but someone who will hold that title within the next year. Has mm. to. Uh, and then you've got the, the returning uh, imports like Nina Samuels, who can be a regular as well. So I think, you know, we shouldn't be looking at just having one women's match on shows from now on. Uh, I don't see a reason for that. It's it's something that I, I disagree with with WWE for a long time, is that they used to only have one Divas match or one women's match on any show. Uh, and now we're starting to see some more. I think there was a row not too long ago where we had three women's matches. Mm-hmm. Unheard yep. of. Uh, so I'd love to see OTT doing that more often. Maybe an annual all-women's show plus maybe two matches on every other show. Yeah, I'd, I'd be all for that. This, yeah. this, for this show going in, uh, uh, the main issue I had, not issue, uh, concern I had for this show was the crowd. Mm. Would, would there be a decent crowd? Would the crowd get into it? Would it, like, uh, with the fact that there was a lot of new people, new uh 
talent on the show would the crowd get into them into it all and straight away from the start that that worry was offset because the mm. crowd well it wasn't a sellout it was a pretty decent crowd it was very vocal which that was the, the most important part yeah that was the big thing the crowd were well into this 100 mm. percent, and it and then that helped the talent and it was a they all put on fantastic show yeah like every match on the show was great yep gordy thoughts after yep. the the whole event what do you yeah. see is the future of ott women's wrestling it's in one hell of a good spot anyway um yeah, as you said, it's something that for a while we've often said on those long car journeys back to Galway after shows that, you know, where is the next woman going to step up from? And I think coming out of this, we have a number of them. Like, mm-hmm. we have Katie Harvey now put in a position of a whole redemption angle where she's been healed for so long and now she's back. Mm-hmm. She's going to obviously be gunning for the title, but from more of a face perspective because that reaction she got was fantastic. Obviously, we've now introduced Sammy Jane, who was phenomenal across the whole night. Uh, I loved the little twist in the main event where she done her the, the sliding German, but she, she also kicked Raven Creed on the outside. Oh, and she yeah. done a mm-hmm. Slight little thing, but it's a great spot for a multi-person match. Really well done. Uh, as we said, Nina Nina Samuel's got a terrific reaction, so hopefully it won't be the last of her. We have the, the likes of Raven, Debbie, and Valkyrie ready to step up, and from what yep. we saw of them, they they could step in with any of the kind of more seasoned people and put on a great match as well. So mm. we, we've kind of, I think, in the space of this weekend, we've gone from nearly talking about how, where's the next one going to step up to, yeah, they're in a good, they're in a really good spot. So I think it's a, it's completely flipped it in the space of one show in my own head anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, not terrific. And no. yeah, looking forward to more from nearly everyone. I saw, pretty much everyone I saw on that card. You hit the nail on the head there. My my only concern for coming into the show was, in my uneducated indie women's wrestling opinion, I wasn't familiar with a lot of the women on the card. I felt that it was a weak card comparison to you know having uh, the likes of maybe a Tony Storm, uh, Viper, Kaylee Ray on the show possibly. Uh, but after the show, I didn't even think about that until I was preparing for the podcast. I was thinking. Right now, I'm almost happier that they weren't on the card because we got to see and we got the exposure from these other women. Yep. You know, so if we do get a Tony Storm or a Viper over in the future, at least we we know that there's other people that can compete with them. Yeah, yep. you know, it doesn't have to be just imports coming through. We got we've got the homegrown talent, uh, and they they deserve the shot and they've earned their shot. Exactly. So we'd love to see more of them. And it's then, of course, the, the way the night ended then was, of course, the send off for Martina, which exactly. was all emotional. And she gave a nice speech and we had the last rave, which I, I love the way they played the music to the very end with her kneeling in the ring kind of on top of the OTT logo. It was perfect. Yeah. yeah. So all the faces of the of the night and the Charlies came back to the ring <laughs> and uh, had a rave, you know, and we even got uh, the OTT men's champ, Jordan Devon, coming down with his broken thumb. Uh, raving out with his Bezzy and uh, <laughs> sending alleged, her off. Alleged Bezzy. Jortina. <laughs> Jortina. And uh, sending her off in style. She was emotional, bless her. But to be fair, I don't think Japan knows uh, what's about to hit it. And <laughs> we wish her only the best in NOLA and um, in Japan. Stardom. Yeah. 
Yeah. So fair play to them. Uh, any other thoughts coming out of the weekend, guys? I still I like, miss cans. I, I miss cans. That's that's yeah. That's always <laughs> the thing. I tell you, that was I miss. No, I miss not non wrestling. We we miss the cans, but yeah. in wrestling terms, I miss weekenders. Weekenders are great. I mean, I, I, we have another one coming up now. Well, me and you do, Adam. If it's another one coming mm. up now, a month and a half or so. I, well, I like. Why, I just like a wrestling weekend. It's just fun. But why is Gordo not going to be there? Hmm. Gordo Get fucked. <laughs> oh, that's the weekend you're missing. The biggest wrestling event of the year to go to Ed Sheeran. R.I.P. Yes, Gordo. Yes, it yes. is. But yeah, uh, my, my balls are firmly in Stephanie McMahon's purse. I'm just okay. <laughs> but I'll shows. Um, uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, your bollocks shows purse. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I think the, the, the future of Irish wrestling is good. We say that every time after a show, but it's because every show reaffirms that belief. And this one, of course, was special because of the all women show. That that was the one yeah. concern in the Irish wrestling scene. Anyways, that there isn't much of an, a, a female scene, and the show showed us otherwise. Exactly. So massive credit to all the women who took part in the show. Massive credit to Joe, obviously, for for booking the show and promoting the show and getting the show itself over. And uh, hopefully, we get to see more of it. Indeed. So thank you, for, thank you for a great weekend. Make sure to check us out on 2bitsports.com. On Twitter, we're at 2bit wrestling. On YouTube, search 2bit sports. And you'll find all of our weekly podcasts on the usual sites, iTunes, Stitcher. Where else are we, boys? SoundCloud. Ah, yeah. The, the usual stuff. Do you, do, you know, <laughs> do you know what Jericho does in his podcast? Just do that, but just for us. Yeah. Uh, give us an hour like comment and uh, passes on. Tell us about uh, tell us about just your friends as well. And we're a great bunch of lads, so you know, support us when you can. If you have any feedback, let us know because obviously we all want to get better at what we do. So give us a bit of feedback if you have any constructive. I don't just want to hear about how it's Hey, Gordo, Gordo, fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm that man. <laughs> fuck off to Nola, you dickhead. <laughs> And on that note, say goodbye, <laughs> boys. Bye, boys. Bye, boys. Take away, Troy. Slanter. Look.